Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Caregiver Coffee Shop podcast. And today I will be featuring Erin Wardro, who is a busy mom, a wife, a podcaster, and she's a communication coach to boot. So this is going to be an amazing episode. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to make sure that you hit that like, follow, and subscribe button wherever you're watching this on Apple, um, Spotify for podcasters, or my YouTube channel. So that way you will be notified when more amazing episodes of the Caregiver Coffee Chat podcast drop. And also, if you are struggling as a caregiver in a hard season right now, whether it's for a spouse like what I'm dealing with or an aging parent, I want you to know that you're not alone. So if you need a safe place to talk and just vent and cry and shout or whatever you need, your girl's got you check out the link below to um, book a free support call, caregiver support call today. So, but in the meantime, let's dive into today's episode. So Erin, thank you so much for being on the Caregiver Coffee Chat podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. Erin and I had the chance to work together when I was on her podcast, and I'm so excited that she agreed to come back and agreed to come and be a guest on mine because as ambitious Christian moms and finding that healthy balance between taking care of ourselves and taking care of our families (laughs) can be hard. And especially wouldn't you agree, Erin, with the, in the limelight of being in a, being a Christian mom of trying to do so in alignment with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. It's a challenge every single day. (laughs) Right. So um, for those of you who may, or for those who are listening, sorry, not enough yet, uh, not enough caffeine yet guys. Sorry. Um, But for those who are listening and who may not know your work very well, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your business and who you are and what makes yeah. you take? Yeah, definitely. So my name's Erin and I'm a communications coach. I work with high achieving women married to introverts and I help them communicate with confidence, clarity, and curiosity in their partnerships and also in all the other parts of their life so they, so they can also create a happy marriage, thriving, and stay happily married to an introvert. That's kind right. of what I do. I love that. And well, and I, I hope that for those of you who are listening and who may not be introverts, communication is still important. Okay. And I think it's interesting as ambitious Christian couples in general, and when you're dealing with extenuating circumstances, be it a financial hit or be it like a job loss or something, or do you do it like a health crisis that like what I've had to deal with, with my family, communication is very important. And if you're not able to communicate in a healthy way, through those hard challenges, it just is a house of cards. It impacts your marriage. It impacts your relationship with your kids. And it also impacts you as the mom, the wife, the caregiver, the entrepreneur, if you're not being able to advocate for the needs that you need, right? Mm -hmm. You have to take care of yourself and you need to also take care of your loved ones. But how we do that really starts first and foremost with communication. So Mm -hmm. You're a communication coach and you're married to an introvert. So what really spurred you on to like, okay, I'm struggling with communicating to an introvert. Yeah. I'm going to start a podcast and a business about all that. So what was, so what brought that on? Well, a lot of things. And I was on my journey of like self-discovery and trying to create the marriage that I wanted to be in way before I ever started my business. So this is like years years in the making. And really, I had to start with learning about myself and about my partner, my husband first. 
I had to understand that like he was so different from me in so many ways and I couldn't understand it. I didn't get it. And when I, I actually educated myself a lot on introversion and that allowed me to have understanding because he wasn't necessarily able to articulate it either. He would just say, well, it's just the way I am, or I don't necessarily care about that or whatever it was. And anyways, um, so for me, I had to start with myself and educate myself. And then from there, I could actually start to understand our differences and communicate them with him. Right. And like with anybody, we all communicate differently. We have different brains. We have different personalities about what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Mm -hmm. So when you were doing that research of introversion and then also just understanding your husband's unique personality and and what um, his introversion looks like for him, how did you figure out your way through? Because I'm, because I'm, because I mean, like being an introvert, that's totally different. Like if you're a person that um, needs to talk, needs to communicate, but then you're dealing with someone that doesn't, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's just, they're shutting down on you, which I'm sure they're not meaning to, but how do you do that? Because that has to feel so frustrating on your side when you're trying to communicate, when you're feeling overwhelmed with trying to communicate your own needs, but mm-hmm. your partner's not it feels like your partner's not listening or they don't care. How do you keep going when you're dealing with that type of situation? I love that you bring that up because that's really where I was. I was so frustrated and I constantly felt like he doesn't care. He's not listening to me. He's mad at me because he's not speaking. Just all of these things. And I was telling myself this story that was creating my behavior to be like not what I wanted it to be. And I turned into almost an ultra needy or overbearing, or I would shut down. And I was becoming a person that I was trying to like get his attention or get him to do things I wanted him to do. And I was like, I just don't get it. So for a while I tried to change myself so he would change. And then I realized, well, this isn't the answer. It's not working. So again, going back to yourself and understanding, well, what do I need? What do I actually need to communicate? Because I am a person and overall, if you don't, for anyone listening, if you don't understand what introversion and extroversion is, it there's a lot of differences and it's a broad spectrum. It's not like one or the other. There's a whole range of things that can define your personality characteristics and One of the things that is very prevalent for my husband and I is I process information externally by by speaking and he processes it internally. So he takes it all in, he thinks about it, and then he says very few words, but what he does say, they're very meaningful. Whereas I speak externally and I don't mean everything I say, but I have to think it through out loud. And so going back to understanding yourself, And then being able to even communicate that with your spouse or your partner or even a sister or a friend, anybody who is different than you or you feel like you're having a communication barrier with, to be able to say, something happened at work today and it was so frustrating to me. Will you just listen to me while I vent? I don't necessarily even need you to respond, but I just need you to listen to me. Or you can say, Something happened at work and it was really frustrating and I really want your opinion on this. 
And I think if you can step back before you even start talking and recognize what am I seeking right now? What do I need right now? Because I want to talk. And sometimes we want someone to respond. Sometimes we just want validation. Sometimes we want support. Sometimes we want new ideas or their opinion. And when we can understand what kind of information we are looking for, that's actually going to increase your communication so much. It's amazing what that can do for your communication with someone else because they also know what you're asking them to do, especially if they're an introvert. They're like, oh, I don't even need to listen or I don't even need to respond. I just need to listen for a minute and just say, oh yeah, that sounds really hard. Yeah. Sometimes I, and you hit the nail on the head. I think I I love that you're on this call because that's who I am. I'm definitely an an extrovert too. Mm -hmm. I need to talk out loud and process verbally. I definitely, your girl's the same way. I have Mm -hmm. to talk to process. And sometimes that is what it is. You know, I, and you saying that example is, I know I'm going to, I'm going to use it like today. <laughs> I'm talking mm-hmm. with my husband. That really yeah. helps of having that open-ended non, like there was a reel that you did. On, I'm going to segue here a little bit. No, you're there's good. a reel that I remember you did on Instagram. Guys, she's at Erin Woodrow coaching on Instagram. Go follow her. She's good. Um, <laughs> that uh, you did where you talked about going into a conversation where you knew it could be kind of heated, but also showing space for respect of not making it feel like you're attacking the person that you need to have that kind of, you know, serious conversation mm-hmm. with. And the way you said that with the, with the example about work of like something so frustrating happened at work today, I need your opinion or your advice on it. Or you could submit the other way of, gosh, something so frustrating happened at work today. And I feel like I'm going to explode and I need to just vent it. So I'm not asking you to, for advice or anything, but could you just maybe take five minutes for me to just talk about it so I can feel better? Mm-hmm. That is not targeting them. That is leaving it open-ended and that is communicating in a nutshell, in a very short sentence, mm-hmm. what you need from your spouse. And I love that. Yeah, I love that because that allows them to feel too, like they're being um, a good spouse, a good partner by listening, like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to support you. You're telling me that you need some support by me just listening why you just get rid of whatever awful thing that you dealt with today by mm-hmm. talking about it. That gives them the opportunity to be a supportive, loving um, spouse. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the chance to meet your needs. Yeah. So I don't know if you're catching on here, guys, but words matter. Yes. <laughs> to approach using your words, both in respect to your spouse or partner and also in, or your children, or um, maybe if you have other family members living with you, that is important. And it also creates safe boundaries too, to where it doesn't get out of control. Everyone is respected. They're being, they're given space to feel safe and you're given space to feel safe. I love that. I love that. So I I just want to add in here too. If you always remember that you, and especially in committed relationships, if you can remember that you're on the same team, the way you're going to approach any problem, whether it was a personal work problem or a partnership problem, if you can remember, like, we're on the same team, I'm not here to attack them. I'm not here to target them. I'm not here to tell them why they're wrong. Like, we're on the same team tackling this problem together because marriage is hard. 
raising kids is hard. Taking care of loved ones. And I know, Melissa, your audience takes care of loved ones. Um, and that is really hard. And if you can be on the same side of the challenge, though, and you're tackling the challenge together rather than tackling each other, trying to figure out how to tackle the challenge, if you can always recognize that we're on the same side, we're on the same team, tackling all the challenges is so much easier. Absolutely. I love that. Are you listening? Write this down, guys. You're on the same team. You're tackling the problem together. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're tackling the same team. You're tackling the same problem and you're a team. Okay. You're not in this by yourself. And I want you to know too, like that, we, that also segues into professionals like us. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're on your team. We're on your side. We want to see you break through 2023 with less overwhelm, less burnout, less frustration, because you have the support from somebody who's like-minded with a specific problem, be it introversion and communication problems like what Aaron is coaching on, or if you're just struggling with balancing being a mom, caring for a spouse, and possibly at the same time, an aging parent all at once. Hello, mm -hmm. sensory overload, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and I'm not, and obviously, like we would say, there's other, you know, make sure you're leveraging other resources too, like your family, your friends, your congregation of faith, um, support groups, things like that. That's important. But sometimes you just need somebody that really is in the thick, is in the trenches of the war and really understands what you're going through on a daily basis. And whether you've been dealing with this for two months or two years, or 20 years, there's no shame in asking for help. Okay. I want you to know right now that it is okay. You are safe and it is okay to ask for help. It doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It doesn't mean you're a bad wife. It doesn't mean that you're failing God by asking for help. He designed us for a community. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the body of Christ, guys, is he designed us for a community to come alongside each other and support each other through those hard situations. So if you're struggling with um, communication problems in your um, uh, committed relationships, like Aaron was talking about, reach out to her. My girl will set you up. She will help you. If you're struggling with the care and, um, and also balancing motherhood with small kids, I have a four-year-old and I'm caring for my aging father. And I have a 56 year old husband who's 20 years, my senior, almost that's dealing with an unexpected chronic illness with no prior medical history. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. You do not have to go through your journey alone. I don't want you to go through this journey alone. And, I, and Aaron would say the same thing. We don't want you trying to tackle this by yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. You need to be communicating in healthy ways with whoever you're caring for, or whoever you're in a committed relationship or, or with so that it is healthy, but definitely leverage resources like us, counselors, therapists, whatever your pastors, leader of faith, whatever you need to get on your team to help you win and have less chaos. That's what we're going for here. And that is what we want. So Aaron, let's kind of segue back here a little bit. Um, what decided, so what, so you talked about your personal side of this journey of how it helped with your marriage and communicating better and figuring out how you can be on, be a better team player in strengthening mm -hmm. your marriage. So really where did the timeline and piece come in for when you were starting your podcast, your website, your business, when did that all hit? So that's a great question. So that all started in end of 2020 is when I decided to 
get certified as a life coach. And so I did all of my certifications in 2021. And then I, so I went through certification and I ended up certifying and having my baby in the same week. I like took my final exam. It just happened to fall that way and it was totally fine. And we made it through. And then after that, I took maternity leave and then I really started growing and building my business along the way. So I always say, so now it's been almost two years, not quite two years, but I say that my business baby and my actual baby, they're the same age and I'm great. I'm raising them together and I have to take care of my business baby just as much as I take care of my real baby right now. It can't, my business can't support me in the way that I want it to in the future and neither can my toddler. So it's been a really good parallel for me to be patient with myself as I am growing myself as an entrepreneur and growing my business and recognizing that I have to give my business a lot of time and attention and love and care before it's going to take care of me, just like toddlers and kids take care of us later in life. So Hopefully Absolutely. it doesn't take that long for my business. Right. I hope me, but... <laughs> well, but you know, but here's the thing. I think it's interesting. Like, um, there's a parallel right there too, that I think is interesting. So if you look at the caregiving side, chronic illness, there's no end in sight. It's lifelong. It can be months, days, years, weeks. It can be long. Okay. And there's no timeline for everyone. It's different. Same thing with entrepreneurship. I am hitting my three-year mark in May, actually yeah, next month. Oh gosh, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, three years for my business and I'm kind of segueing in a different way too. I'm, I'm realizing I need to segue in a little bit different direction too, now that I am caring for my dad as well. So mm-hmm. there's no timeline. And again, I'm in that position too. My business is not supporting me hundred percent either. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, there's no shame in that. And same thing for those of you who are listening, you may not be mompreneurs like Aaron and I are choosing to be because of our extenuating circumstances of what, how we want to how we need to be at home, how, how we feel the Lord has laid it on our hearts that we need to be at home taking care of our families. Okay. But, but it still translates and resonates too, guys with your caregiving journey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, you're not supposed to get, you're not supposed to hit the floor running right out the gate. You are, especially if you're not medically trained. Okay. I am thankful. I have had my 15 year background as a certified nursing assistant that has saved my butt in mm-hmm. terms of being able to segue into caring for my husband mm-hmm. and even more so now with my dad, um, yeah. because I'm at two different ends of the spectrum with different needs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I have believe two different that. Totally illnesses. So I'm having to kind of address and triage and take care of, um, you know, manage, you know, multiple illnesses here. So it's a little nuts. So, but my training helps with that. But for, I realized for the average person who does not have a medical training, or maybe is struggling because they are living far away from family, or they have a strained and unhealthy relationship with family, or maybe they don't, or maybe they just moved and they don't, and things hit the fan. And now they don't have a built-in community yet for support Mm -hmm. in terms of connections with a congregation of faith yet or support Mm -hmm. groups. I get it. It's overwhelming and you don't, and you do not hit the floor running. And I will say too, even if you do have experience, it doesn't mean you're going to get hit with something that you have never experienced before. That was definitely the case for me in 2020 guys, when my husband was diagnosed with epilepsy in my 15 year career, I never had an epileptic patient or a seizure disorder patient. So I had to do it. It felt like I was back in training again, trying to get my hands on what I could to educate myself about this illness. 
Mm-hmm. It was scary. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, here I am, we're dealing with a pandemic. I have a one-year-old daughter, guys. And then at the same time, I'm trying to educate myself on an illness I knew nothing about. Overwhelming, sensory overload. Oh my gosh. So I want you to know that it's okay if you have to take baby steps. Mm-hmm. You're not going to obviously just have that one, you know, use the prompt like what Aaron gave just one time and then instantly have a healthy, you know, perfect communication um, relationship <laughs> with your spouse. It doesn't happen that fast. Okay. Effort, consistency, getting those systems and routines in place. What have I talked about day in and day out, guys? You know, you got to be, you got to have, you have to take things, even if it's just 15 minutes a day mm-hmm. to work on building in those systems and routine to help you in terms of managing your home, getting in your self-care, getting a system for managing your spouse or aging parents can illness. Same thing as with communication. Okay. It may not take, it's going to probably take more than 15 minutes, but what if you're, mm-hmm. what if you are, what if you make the commitment to be curious, like Aaron's talking about with observing your, your um, spouse or partner and learning and educating about what their personality is, what makes them tick, and then yeah. starting to open up conversations with one of those prompts that Aaron gave. So it again, creates space of safety for both you and your spouse or partner. And it opens up the conversation to be where you're communicating right out the gate what you need. Hey, something really stressful at work happened today. And I just need some feedback and some ideas about it or take it the other direction. Hey, you know what? Something really stressful happened at work today and it is just really bothering me. Could we set a timer for five minutes and let me just talk about this over a cup of coffee or tea or water or lemonade, whatever you guys like to drink (laughs) while I unload this and unpack this, because it just, I really need to get, I feel like I really need to get this off my heart so I can move forward with the rest of the evening. And Mm -hmm. I guarantee your spouse more or partner would more than likely be willing willing to do so, but they don't know. They can't read your brains, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, Mm -hmm. we can't read each other's minds. We can't. So using our words in a good way from what I'm getting from gathering from Erin and knowing her work is so important and starting in a place of safety, starting in a place where it's with respect and understanding that we're different. You know, I, my, my communication needs are certainly way different than my husband's and same for Erin and her marriage. So how can we be good stewards as wives Mm -hmm. with opening up communication and healthy ways that nurture both ourselves and our spouse or partners, because if we are a team and we're going to make this and we're going to play this game out long-term, we have to do so every Mm -hmm. day and consistently, consistently in small manageable baby step ways along the way. And it's going to take work. Marriage is work. Motherhood's work. Mm -hmm. Building a business we know is work. Yeah. And so I just want to step back because I know some people are like, well, yeah, that sounds nice. Like that sounds great to like, what if my partner doesn't want to listen to me? What if they hate when I talk? Like there's a whole bunch of stuff. And so I want to take it even a step back further. If you feel like you don't even know where to start, start here, start with a conversation about the conversation. I am a huge fan of I don't think anyone likes to be surprised with information or a new marriage hack they're trying to try and like try to manipulate. This is not about manipulating anyone's behavior. This is about being honest. And I love talking about this concept of telling the whole truth. And when we tell the whole truth, we explain everything that's going on 
in a open and an authentic and a vulnerable way. And so if you want to improve your communication with your spouse and you don't feel like you have that now, there are so many ways you can start opening the door to that conversation. And simply just by saying, I listened to this podcast today all about communication and I thought it was really interesting. Do you care if I share a little bit of what I learned? Or I listened to this podcast and I had this idea of how we could communicate better or how I could communicate better with you. But I don't know that I'm going to be very good at it because we don't necessarily talk about things. And so I want to be better, but it might be a little bit awkward for me and you. And I think I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? And just allow it to be vulnerable because we're not even typically when we communicate, we're not even allowing ourselves to say those things of like, this is new for me. Communicating is new for me and I'm nervous about it. And I think I'll, and side note, like we want it to be so perfect that we get, we confuse ourselves because we're trying to be so perfect that we hold ourselves back and we don't say anything at all. But I'm offering to you is willing, the willingness to be messy and to be imperfect. And you're actually going to find a lot of perfection in that. A lot of beauty in that to say, this is new. This is different. I want to become a better communicator with you because I think it would improve our marriage. I think it would improve our family. And it's okay if you don't want to do it with me, but I'm going to try to be a better communicator. So if you could just be, try to be patient with me. And if you're ever frustrated, just let me know. Cause I'm not trying to make you frustrated and just being willing to lay it all out. Because when you can approach a conversation like that, the, the way that someone is going to respond to you is completely different versus I listen to a podcast and we need to have better communication. Right. It, it's very direct and it feels very almost offensive. Like we're doing something wrong because I don't necessarily think any of us are doing anything wrong, but there's always room for improvement. So if, so if you feel like you are just like, I don't even know where to start, start there, start with wanting and being willing to try something new and being okay with being bad at it. If it feels awkward. Right. And I'd say I, I didn't object there too. Um, be okay with it being weird, scary, and feeling uncomfortable while you're trying something new. Oh, definitely. But also be willing to meet some resistance if your partner's or your spouse is not ready. If you say, if they say no, yep. okay, because that that no. is a very valid <laughs> scenario. Okay. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's a very valid. It's a very valid scenario, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That, like Aaron said, that you're doing it wrong. It just means that you might need more time to see or be ready to try something mm-hmm. new. Okay. Maybe it is that they just need to have some time to think about and process what you said mm-hmm. and, and maybe on their own time, you know? Yep, exactly. Look and to take tab, the courage to even listen, hit that link on their phone and listen to that episode exactly. or their laptop or whatever. So again, like Aaron's saying, plant that seed, start, you know, start somewhere. Okay. And it's not going to probably, it's, a plant doesn't blossom overnight. You have to mm-hmm. give it a lot of water, a lot of sunlight, a lot of attention for it to blossom. And it's slow. It's meant to be slow. It's a process. So same thing, you know, mm-hmm. don't expect it to happen overnight because it's not going to. Yeah. And, and going, sorry, 
No, you're fine. Going back to you're on the same team. You're on the same team and approach that. Help your partner understand I'm not attacking you. I don't want to fight about this. I want us to actually create better communication. I want us to be able to talk about these hard things. Like I'm not trying to make you mad. Help them understand you. You understand how vulnerable this might be for them and you and help them understand we're on the same team. I love you. I'm here for you. And if you're willing to open up, I think we can actually make a lot more progress than, than we have been, no matter what you're dealing with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is perfect. Probably what we just talked about segues perfectly into my next question of what are your three best tips to give our listeners if they have, if they're starting from scratch about this problem. So I think you shared, um, these two, do you have like maybe another? Yeah. Um, so, so recap the first two and then tie, tie in like maybe a third. Yeah. Tip. So we've kind of talked about connecting with yourself, which is where I always want to encourage people. So number one is connect with yourself. Learn about yourself. How do you like to communicate? Do you feel like you're good at communication? Do you feel like you have room for communication? Learn about yourself and your communication styles and preferences. The second is connect with your spouse or your partner. And if you're single, connect with someone else close to you. Maybe it's a best friend. Maybe it's your mom. Somebody else that can be a support to you in a committed way. Because we need those people, our rider dies. We need those people by us. And then the third is connect with community. And I know Melissa's mentioned um, congregations of faith or friends multiple times. And those really are so much more important than we think they are. I truly believe that the people that are around us, if we can learn how to connect with those people we will be amazed at what we can learn from them and what they can offer us, but vice versa. Also, if we can lean into connecting with community, I love, I've put a lot of investment into my neighborhood where I now live. I've lived here about, about almost three years. And just recently I feel like, wow, I really am starting to build a community here. And I feel so safe. And my toddler is learning all of my neighbor's names. And I realized like that is what community is about. It's about allowing connection and love and vulnerability. And none of my neighbors have my same circumstances at all. (laughs) But we are still friends and we are building a community together. And so I think if you can find community for you. And maybe that is an online community and that is great. It doesn't have to be an in-person community. I, as an extrovert, love in-person communities. And even though I do a lot virtually, I do my whole business virtually, I still thrive the most off of my friends that live near me, off of my neighbors that live right next to me. When I see them in person or I go to the, I go on a park date with them or we go to lunch or whatever, that is when I feel the most rejuvenated from the people around me. So connect with yourself, connect with your spouse or your partner or someone else close to you and connect with your community around you. And I would say those are my three biggest tips. I love that. I love that. Um, And I love that you talked about both online and virtual. Okay. For the caregiving side, um, there's a lot more stuff on Facebook now for, uh, 
caregiving and spousal caregiving guys or aging parents now, because think about it, COVID happened, it's still not over, it's still ongoing. And a lot of people have had um, illnesses that were maybe not pushed off to the side because of the sole focus on COVID in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so they're, those are spiraling out of control. And then I've also seen people who have had COVID and have had ongoing permanent um, health issues related to that. So the online caregiving community, there's still a need and it is growing. So check out Facebook for caregiver support groups. There's so many on there. Also, when you think about the one-on-ones, um, obviously there's experts for sure between Erin um, and I, but also think about maybe something in your other life. Because personally for me, when um, I burned out hard in 2020, because I, I was just so focused on quitting my job, taking care of my husband. I was a new mom after six years of infertility. So I was just, I was just in the trenches and I really let myself go. In 2020, um, one, I, that was the sole focus of my physical health because I went undiagnosed for a year with my IBS. It took me a year to get diagnosed. So that was physical self-care. Then 2022 hit. And about mid July, I was realizing I really just need to be, the Lord was working on my heart. I had really let my time with the Lord go. And I, and as a 37 year old mom, former pastor's daughter, kid, I've been around the church my whole life, but Mm -hmm. figuring out how to just make my faith my own and really find a way that works for my brain has been a struggle. Read a full chapter, do this, do that. The biggest thing that helped me was actually reaching out. I have two Christian life coaches that I met that year, still work with today. And I'm actually invested in some of their programs because they are ambitious Christian moms who are mompreneurs like Aaron and I are. But they also focus on the self-care side too. And for the season I was in, I really needed that spiritual. And it just worked out so well that I, when they, when I was reaching out to them and getting to know them, they, they were launching their 10 by 10 devotional plan. And I got in as a founding member and I love it. And that has been, that was what got me on the path where I'm at now, where I figured out how to, I've been consistent since then with my daily devotional time and figuring and doing it in a way that works for me. For me, it's three to five verses, some prompt questions, journaling, and even just writing out my prayers versus trying to not fall asleep when I'm sitting in my chair. So that's, mm-hmm. I would not have known that if I hadn't reached out that, to that resource. So the whole point of that little tangent guys, is that, um, what do you think about what you need in the four areas right now, besides your communication, what do you need in terms of support maybe on the motherhood side, there's mops, there's, um, for there's mops groups. And what's the other one, Aaron? I know there's another one that's um, connected in like the churches that we could leave for for moms. I can't think of it. There's another, besides mops, there's another, um, mom's group. I can't think of it right now. Can you, I can't think of it. I can't, sorry. I can't. I'm yeah. Shoot. Anyway. So there's mops for um, churches. Um, maybe it is a caregiver online support group. Maybe it is maybe a one-on-one life coach or a Christian coach that could help you maybe more with self-care and things like that. So it's okay to ask for help, even if it isn't necessarily caregiving or communication, maybe you need something else to help you in those other areas to be more rounded and supported Mm -hmm. to make everything work together in a more tangent and cohesive way too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want you thinking about that because it's not just, we don't just focus on one area it's everything together. It's the team, your physical, your mental, your emotional, and your, and your spiritual health, and making sure you have support in all four of those areas. That's your, that's your team there too, for you. 
And it's yeah. also important that, and obviously as moms and wives and caregivers, we're trying to make sure that our loved ones have a healthy and strong team in that sense as well. So Aaron, what is something that we've talked about either in our conversation today, or maybe just in your own journey of entrepreneurship, motherhood, um, learning to communicate better with your spouse, uh, that's just really stuck with you that you'd like to leave as some inspiration um, with our listeners? That's a great question. There's so many things, but the thing that's been on my mind the most is there is no one right way to do it, period. There is not a right way to do entrepreneurship. There's not a way to do right way to do motherhood or marriage or caregiving. There's just not one right way. And I think too often we fall into the idea that we're doing it wrong or we're not doing it the right way. Or once we start something, we we didn't know what we were doing if we change. And I want to offer to you that there is actually no right way. And that's given me a lot of freedom in the last few months. I've recently pivoted my business to focus on what I'm doing now. I changed from something else and I had all this drama of like, you didn't get it right the first time. People are going to be confused. No one's going to like you, all these things. And I was like, no, I feel so much more aligned with what I'm doing now. That means it is better. So there's not necessarily a right or a wrong, but it's, we are continually gaining experience and changing. So just remember that because there are times and seasons when you'll be able to give more, when you'll need to receive more and all of the in-between. So embrace that change is normal and there's no right way or wrong way to do anything. And so embrace your own journey and embrace the things that you like to do and the things you don't like to do because that's what makes you you. And when you embrace that, your journey is actually going to be a lot more fun and a lot more easy. I love that you said that. And girl, I am right in the trenches of that, of um, going through a process of uh, reconnecting with where I was because I, you know, market, marketed to the masses for a long time. And so mm-hmm. now I'm pulling it back and being more intentional because mm-hmm. everything I built, I mean, it's not all for nothing. It's still going to be used, but I'm realizing, I think the Lord is nudging me to use it in a different way. So my business is, is model is also shifting as well too, but, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's good to still try and then realize, Hey, get back into alignment and obedience with the Lord. And like you said, there's no right or wrong way, um, you know, and, and, and everything, especially if, if there's anything that Aaron and I know entrepreneurship, there is no right or wrong way because every business is different and it's all it, it that, you know, it's Ecclesiastes 31 in a nutshell, you know, there's a time and a season for every matter under heaven, but then at the same time, it's also second um, Samuel 22, 31 through 33, you know um, you know, God is our refuge and our strength and his timing is always perfect. So wherever you're at in your caregiving journey, your motherhood journey, your self-care journey, your communication journey, it will pan out, but Mm -hmm. it's going to pan out in a way that's supposed to for you. So Mm -hmm. comparison is the thief of joy. So do not let yourself go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Mm -hmm. You see Aaron and I as public figures and entrepreneurs, you know, we're putting a lot of work in to get where we feel like God is wanting us to go. That's our story. Your story Mm -hmm. is supposed to be different, but we can certainly help you and want to come alongside, alongside and support you, you know, through your journey. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is about. It's not about copying us to a T and make, you know, and, and following a rigid, like, you know, one size fits all approach. It's like, take what you're learning from us, but then 
tweak it and make it your own in a way that makes sense to your brain and just run with it. That's the whole idea of where we're headed. So Aaron, as we wind down this episode, which by the way, thank you so much for being on here. I am so excited. Um, I've learned a lot and it's, so it's been a real treat to have you on the podcast today, but where can we find more of our girl, Aaron Woodrow? So, and what do and what resources would you like to share with yeah. our listeners if they're interested in working with you? Well, thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I love this conversation. So you can find me online, AaronWoodruffCoaching.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Aaron Woodruff Coaching. That's kind of my name everywhere. So if you type in Aaron Woodruff Coaching, you will find me. And you can jump over to my podcast if you're interested. I have a podcast called Time For You, where I talk about how it's so easy for us to lose ourselves in the role in the roles that we have as wives and mothers and all the other things. And so being able to carve out that time for you to do the things that you really love and the things that set your soul on fire. And I emphasis, and that's really my podcast emphasis. So those are the best places to find me. But before I go, Melissa, I really want to give all of your listeners my free hard conversations toolbox. And Melissa will share this PDF with you. It's very awesome. And I called it a toolbox for a reason. It's full of information and full of resources But just like we have a toolbox in our garage full of our hammer and our drill and our tape measure and level and all those things, we need certain tools at different times. So this hard conversations toolbox is kind of like that. Look through it, see what's there, and then take the pieces that you need at different times. And I put scripts in there and I put things that you can do to prepare for a hard conversation, things to keep in mind during a hard conversation and how to follow up and move on after a hard conversation. And it's a really awesome resource. So I would love to give it to all your listeners. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. So wherever you're watching this guys, if it's on my website, if it's on Spotify podcasters, if it's on Apple, my YouTube channel, check out the description box, the description box (laughs) below, not enough caffeine. Um, the description box below to hit the link um, to get her a free um, toolbox uh, kit. Okay. So there'll be that. The all I will also link um, Aaron's social handles, her email and her website. So if you are interested in getting more information about her through those resources, that is available to you as well. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a treat to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of the Caregiver Coffee Shop Podcast. Remember, you're doing the best you can. You're not alone. You know your family better than anybody else on God's green earth. And you're allowed to give yourself grace on those hard mom or caregiver days. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next one. And be sure to make sure you hit that notification bell and subscribe. So you'll be notified when another episode of the Caregiver Coffee Shop Podcast drops. See you in the next one. Take care, guys.